Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, where we bring insight, keys, and perspective through the lens of God for everyday living. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm so glad you're here. If it's your first or 50th time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Today is the finale of the series that we've been in for the last few weeks called Tomorrow, Living in a World of Uncertainty. And for the last two episodes, we focus on some red flags that deal with how we handle the uncertainties of what's to come. And I didn't want to leave the series on red flags and just leave people there. You know, we do a good enough job ourselves hanging on to those red flags. And so I was speaking to a friend earlier uh, this week, um, actually a few weeks ago. And as we spoke, I really began to see where God was taking this series as we close it out. And there are some specific things that are solidified in our walk. And sometimes our walk can uh, and sometimes our, our world can make them hard to see. And the world can seem unstable, especially during times of uncertainty. And when we get consumed with worry, doubt and fear and so much more, we don't take the time to remind ourselves what we stand on, what we believe takes precedent. And I want this final episode to focus on those things. And so for the final week of this series tomorrow, living in a world of uncertainty, our focus is on one thing, our foundation, and we're going to call it concrete foundation. And so first, let's look at the definition of concrete, which is a solid material formed by mixing separate particles of matter into one body. In other words, concrete is formed by mixing smaller pieces to create one solid piece. And when we take this definition into our walk with God, we can create the things we can take the things of God to formulate one solid foundation that we stand on and one of the first things that happens when building a house and i want you to kind of picture this in your mind is we have to lay a foundation which is made by pouring concrete in a designated spot once the concrete has been poured and hardened then the house can be built and when we think about our tomorrow before we construct our house our thoughts and ideas we have to ask ourselves what foundations are we building it on Is it a foundation built on red flags and and things like worry, doubt and fear? Or are we building a house on a foundation of God? And this is what we're diving into today. What are the truths that go into the concrete foundation that is firm in the things of God? And this won't be the full exhaustive list of things. But my prayer is that it ultimately starts helping you pour a foundation that allows you to rest and have peace regarding the things of tomorrow. And we're always told to have faith and trust God, right? In certain situations, that's easier said than done. But we we sometimes think things will be easier if we take it into our own hands, right? And nobody ever said having faith will be easy, but it'll be worth it. And here's why. First, God knows better than we do. God knows everything we're going through at this very moment and everything we will go through in the future. He knows the best way to handle every situation. So when so we get the the best possible outcome we need when we trust him with that And, and we need to follow his path and trust that he knows best because he does. James 1 6 says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. So when we go to God about tomorrow through prayer, we can't leave the conversation with the doubt we came with. There are assurances in prayer that we have to hold on to every time we say amen. And that's the power of prayer. 
Because when we go to God, he knows better. And in prayer, we relinquish doubt and gain a peace that surpasses our understanding. And I've said it like this. If you leave prayer with the same doubt or worry or fear, go back to your prayer closet. Go back to your knees. Go back and pray to God some more. Because casting our cares means we no longer hold on to what we gave God. And that includes doubt. Another thing is that God... We know that all things are possible with God. He knows the desires of your heart. And if we trust him with the things that you want most, he will take care of it. He knows what's best in our lives. Anything is possible with with God. He has our back and he's willing to help us through anything. All we have to do is have faith. Mark 9, 23 says, if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. And when we establish our belief in God, we are saying that we trust him and limits are taken off to what he can do. And see, we've heard that before, right? Everything is possible for the one who that believes, but the belief in it doesn't begin to happen until our belief grows, right? Our relationship with him grows deeper and we begin to experience things of God. And in these moments, we begin to see just how powerful God is, that nothing, not even our concerns about tomorrow can stop him. Another thing, he is worthy of our trust. See, having faith is having trust. And you have to trust with your entire being that God has your back, that he will help you and take care of you. He knows what is best, but to truly embrace what he has planned for you, you have to fully trust. See, trust is not foolish because God is both faithful and good. See, if we dig into scripture and acquaint ourselves with the promises of God, with his long suffering faithfulness to the Israelites, to Abraham, to everyone, we get to know the character of God and our joy and willingness to trust him will grow. Proverbs 3, 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and always submit to him and he will be made in your path and he will make your path straight. Let me ask you a question. How has it worked out for you leaning on your own understanding? See, it may have worked once or twice, but at some point your understanding fails you. Why is that? Because we're flawed in that we don't know everything. Our ways lead us down some wild paths, but in trusting God and submitting to his ways, he leads us in a way that's better than ours. See, the Bible says that I am to trust God with all my heart and to not lean on one ounce of my own understanding. Because see, when I'm tempted to fear and doubt and worry, God calls me to get rid of that and truly trust him fully. And see, the simple reality is, is that I don't know all the glorious things that God is doing in and through my circumstances. I have to learn to trust that he is at work every day doing good, even when I can't see it. And a John Piper quote says this, God is always doing 10,000 things in your life. And you may be, you may be aware of three of them. Not only may God, not only may you see a tiny fraction of what God is doing in your life, the part you do see may make no sense to you. And if we summarize all of this, the concrete truth goes like this. God knows exactly what he wants for your life. He has a purpose for you and has planned everything out. He knows who you're going to marry. He knows how many kids you're going to have, what job you'll have and every other detail of your life, big and small. He knows what you're going to do tomorrow, the next month, and years down the road. So why doubt his plan? See, he knows all and has a perfect plan for us. 
And here's where we get ourselves back in the rut of doubt and worry and ultimately our own control. We hear what I just said, right? That God has everything outlined, but we don't know that full outline. So not only do we want to know the plan, but we also want to control the plan and see what we've been told in our life is it's, it's our life to live. It's our life to orchestrate. It's our life to lead. And God has already shown himself worthy in past experiences. He's showing us even now who he is. So why do we get spiritual amnesia for our future? Let's keep the mindset that God in all his everything knows us better than we know ourselves. Because he trying to control everything will stress you out. The best thing you can do is let go and let God. And we've heard that before. But when we truly let go and let God, we entrust and surrender everything to him. Whether God's answer to your prayer is a no, yes, or not now, trust him. In times of uncertainty, it's the best decision you'll ever make. Whether you understand what's happening or not, trust him. Whether you're going through the life, whether you're going through your, your toughest season or your smoothest season, trust him. And why is that? Again, here are some more things you can add to your foundation, add to your concrete as you're mixing it up before you pour your foundation to build on for tomorrow. God will give us everything that is good for us. See, Psalms 8411 tells us for the Lord, God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And see, this verse is clear that God will never and I mean never withhold anything that is good for us. So if you prayed for something and God didn't give it to you, he perfectly knows that it may not be good for you. So trust him that he knows what's best and apply this to our desire about tomorrow. Could it be that knowing the totality and fullness of his plan is bad for us? Because see, even in the garden, God didn't tell Adam the depth of why they couldn't eat from the tree in the garden. He just simply said, if you do it, you'll die. Right. But we get into this, quote unquote, I need to know. I, I have to know that we don't think about the implications of knowing and all. I found this quote and it says this, that knowledge is power, but too much power cor tends to corrupt the minds of those who possess it. See, we see when Adam and Eve possessed too much knowledge, it took them down a path they weren't supposed to go. God gave them what they needed and the serpent gave them even an, even more to corrupt them. See, we have to assume that all knowledge is not good for us and that God will give us just enough of what we need. This is because God sees the bigger pictures. And as humans, we don't know everything. See, our knowledge is limited. We can't see the whole picture of our situation. We can't see the totality of our lives. We can trust God fully because he can see the bigger picture. Because I want, I want to read you Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, we're limited, but God isn't. See, we know a few things. He knows everything. See, we see trees. He sees a forest. We see streets. He sees a city. We see a beach. He sees an ocean. That's how God's perspective is compared to our own. His perspective is infinitely or, or excuse me, our perspective is infinitely limited. So why trust God with what you can't see and understand? Because see, trusting in God shows us he's perfectly in, in all of his things. He knows past, present and future. 
and that's another piece of the of, of the concrete mix that you can have is, is that God wants to give us his kingdom and, and 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 see that gives God's pleasure because see it says in Luke 12:32 do not fear little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom note the kingdom not the plan he doesn't want to give you the totality of the plan but he wants you to invest he wants to invest in you to be a part of the kingdom of god and don't just read that scripture but understand what that means it's telling us that the most high god would love nothing more than to give us his kingdom and that it gives him pleasure to do so what does this mean and why is it important in relation to trusting god with our tomorrow because see, when God wants to give us the kingdom, he's going to help us get there. He's going to provide everything we need to be part of that kingdom. That's why he's already made the ultimate sacrifice for us, giving his son to redeem us from our sins. That's how much he wants us to be a part of his kingdom and his family. And see, God doesn't take pleasure in our suffering. He doesn't take pleasure in our worry and doubt and fears about tomorrow. He's not happy when we sin or experience consequences. He's not happy when he sees wicked people. But see, when we go through trials and things and we go through all the, the worries and the doubts, that doesn't stop us from reaching the kingdom. It's actually preparing us for the kingdom. So when we face difficult and uncertain things, we can literally say, God, we trust you because we know his ultimate goal is for us to be a part of his family. Know that God will never leave or forsake you. We've read this scripture before, Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For Yahweh, your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. How many times have you read that passage or heard it and really believed it? And see, that's some scriptures are like that where we hear it so much it becomes numb. It doesn't become relevant anymore. But see, with this particular one, he will never leave nor forsake you. We have to believe because it's absolutely true. There should not be a doubt in your mind that God's going to leave you. There, not, there shouldn't be a worry that he's not there in the tomorrow. Because see, we can trust him with our, old, our whole heart. See, in this, this scripture, he's making two promises to us. One, he'll never leave us. And two, he'll never forsake us. And our father will not bring us this far to leave us. He's not going to bring us from the past to the present to leave us out in the cold for tomorrow. He's not going to just call us and just leave us there. Philippians 1 6 says, be confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. See, God is going to complete the good work he began in us because his way is perfect. We read in Deuteronomy 32, 4, he is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are justice. A God of truth and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. The word perfect in this in this scripture comes from the Hebrew word temium, which define which is defined and synonymous with words with, with other words like integrity and truth. See, it also means without blemish, complete, full, perfect, sincere, sound, without spot, undefiled, upright and whole. See, we can be trusting in God for all situations because his ways and his work are perfect and can't and we can't improve something that's already perfect. Wouldn't you like to have that in your life? Wouldn't you want to be and have be a part of God's perfect work, will and purpose to be fulfilled in you? 
See, our foundation has to be mixed. Our, our concrete has to have that trust. It has to have the has to have these words with him. And see, even in the midst of uncertainty, remember God's character. Lamentations 321 and 3:23 says, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. There are new they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This passage encourages us to remember three things on an everyday basis. Number one, the love of God never ceases. Number two, the mercies of the Lord never come to an end and are new every morning. And number three, God, great is God's faithfulness. God's steadfastness, faithfulness, and constant mercy compel us to trust him. How could we not trust God if his love for us never fluctuates and is always steadfast? How could I doubt a God who has fresh mercies for me every morning? How can I question a God who is unfailing, unflaggingly faithful every single day? See, here's the thing. If we're going to succeed in trusting God, our concrete, our foundation must include these truths about God. It's not enough to just know them like we know simple math. Two plus two is four. But we must engage our minds and apply these truths every day and stand firm on them for tomorrow. See, when I call, when I think about God's character, I'm able to trust him in things that don't make sense. See, tomorrow doesn't make sense because we don't know it, but I'm able to trust him because my trust in him does make sense. And I love this Charles Spurgeon quote. It says, lean, let us lean on God with all our weight. Let us throw ourselves on his faithfulness as we do on our beds, bringing all of our weariness to his to him. And in the midst of uncertainty, we have to remember that God past faithfulness. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. See, this verse is a reminder that God is absolutely unchanging from everlasting to everlasting. He is God. He never shifts, never change, never fluctuates. And what does that have to do with trusting God? It, it just has something to do like this. If God never changes and has been faithful to me in the past, then I can absolutely surely know that he will be faithful to me in the future. And God most certainly has been faithful to us in the past. He sustained me through heartbreak, anxieties, and suffer depression, suicidal thoughts, doubts of myself, relationships. And I can think of a million and one other things that he has spared me and sustained me through. But from the moment I was born, he's been faithful to me. And let me tell you, maybe the first time you've heard it from the moment you've been born. God has been faithful to you. You may not know him as well as you want to. This may be the first time you're hearing me talk about him. Or this may be the first time you're hearing the word, these words said about you. But from the moment you were born until now and forever, he has been faithful to you. He has kept you. He has sustained you. He has provided and he'll continue to do so even tomorrow. It doesn't matter what the world looks like. It doesn't matter what the news says or other people say. He will sustain and because he never changes the past faithfulness is a guarantee of future faithfulness and see we can be sure that god will sustain us uphold us shepherd us to green pastures today and tomorrow and forever and as we close this episode in this series i want to remind you of the cure for struggling with uncertainty 
everything we said today, everything we covered in this last four weeks leads to an undeniable focus on God where all certainty is. Trusting him with our whole heart in times of uncertainty is crucial and it's the foundation we stand on for tomorrow. Because see, when you struggle with uncertainty, open up his word and be reminded of his power, his goodness, his faithfulness and love. Search out scriptures that speak to the situation that's causing you anxiety. You'd be surprised how much a Google search about something will pull you into some scriptures. If you're uncertain about a future relationship or anything, remind yourself of the one certain relationship you have with him. No longer does he call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for that. I have heard from my father and I have made known to you greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. When you are certain, when you are uncertain about a health diagnosis, remember the Lord who sustains you on the sick bed in your illness and restores you to full health. If finances are a struggle, if that's something you're worried about for tomorrow, recall that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Facing uncertainty is not easy, but when you meditate and stand firm and pour that foundation in, it turns in the concrete on what's certain and true. The God of tomorrow supersedes the uncertainty about tomorrow. Trust God for your tomorrow and his mercies will be there waiting for you. His mercies will sustain you. His glory will comfort you. His sovereignty will calm you and his love will carry you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, ca we gather together and come into agreement in the wonderful and powerful name of Jesus Christ. See, when two or more are gathered, you are in the midst and anything we agree upon, you will surely do. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, there is no distance in the spirit. And we thank you for, the, for who's hearing this word right now, who desires to make your word and your work and everything about you the foundation on which they stand. And even in these days where believers are being thrown and tossed and their faith are shaken, it's in this day and age that we turn up our level of commitment to serve you and stand on what you what you stand for. And I just pray that even right now, the listeners, they're strong in you. They have power in your might. And we ask that you continue to pull them and empower them to your word so they can hold and have a shining light in this dark world. Help them see you as a source of strength. Help them know that you are all that they need right here right now and even for tomorrow we thank you and praise you that you that they um, continue to build relationship with you through your word through your work through everything about you and that we continue to, to lift them up in in these days and you equip them to be victorious and we decree and declare that no matter what they encounter today or tomorrow they will stand on your promises in jesus name your word is a rock in which they build their life. They're not easily shaken or moved by the events around them or even that happens to them. We believe and receive all of these things in prayer and all of the things that have been said. And we thank and praise you for who you are and what you continue to do. And it's in your wonderful name we pray. Amen. And thank you so much for being a part of Vantage Point. Continue to, to subscribe. Continue to share. I hope this series has blessed you. Next week, we're going to start a brand new series. Be on the lookout for that. But until then, keep seeking insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. It'll change your world. It'll change your life. God bless.